Hello and welcome back to Good Land, everybody, the land where everything is good because what is better than hanging out with two best friends? I am one of those best friends. My name is Norin Shearer. And I am Michael Bandhauer, the other best friend. Oh, yeah. Michael, tell me about your week, my friend. A week since last we spoke. Yeah, about, I mean, I guess we spoke. I guess we played D D. What was that? Monday, Tuesday. So yeah, Norn and I interact quite a bit throughout the yeah. week, but <laughs> in Goodland, it's been about a week, and it's been good. I feel like I'm just getting into the the pace of schoolwork, um, so it's just kind of routine at this point. You know, I've got usually like Wednesdays and Saturdays are my biggest due date days. So I need to make sure I get everything done by one of those two days. Yeah, It's been pretty fun. I've been taking a, a visual design class and that's been so much fun messing around with that. I never thought that I'd enjoy it that much, but I love working with like Adobe Illustrator and creating logos and things. It, it's been cool. a whole lot of fun. So getting into the routine, finding things that I, I enjoy, but um, pretty simple. I bought more plants yesterday. Nice. Went Plant into watch. town and and bought some more plants. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Sick, sick. Um, what, so what kind of programs are you working with? I know you mentioned Illustrator. Um, is, is that the only one that you've explored so far? I know you kind of just started school, so you haven't had a lot of time to explore others, but. Yeah, not, not too much. Adobe Illustrator is definitely where I spent most of my time so far. So I have like the whole Adobe suite mm -hmm. as part of this class, which is really fun, but Illustrator is where I've spent most of my time. So I'm excited to explore the other ones, but it's just really fun messing around with, so. Yeah, I, I did a semester of graphic design and we spent most of our time in Illustrator. Um, and then we uh, we did a, a little bit of Adobe InDesign. We made like concert posters, which was pretty cool. Um, oh, cool. And then we we like barely touched Photoshop. So I feel like I know Illustrator decently well um, as far as like one class of intro to graphic design will get you. Um, so I know 100%. that I know that decently well. Um, and then we only did one project in InDesign and then we didn't actually do any projects in Photoshop. We just used Photoshop to help our InDesign project. So I barely know Photoshop at all. And I feel like Photoshop is like the quintessential one. So I feel like I sort of have it backwards because I know yeah, a lot that of- seems like an important one. Yeah, I, I know people like, like artists prefer things like Procreate over Adobe Illustrator, but Illustrator is what I use most because it's what I know. And I, I design, I've designed all our logos. I've done the, I did the Dungeon Stories logo. I did the Goodland logo. And then for my Twitch, the Everweld underscore logo, I did that for myself too. And that was all, that was all in Illustrator. It probably, I wouldn't blame anyone for guessing Microsoft Paint with my uh, technical ability <laughs> on those. But, uh, but yeah, so I, that's cool. I really liked being in graphic design. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And we also have been doing quite a bit with WordPress too. It's mm. kind of fun. I have like my own free WordPress um, account website. And so we take a lot of the things that we make and we kind of blog them um, oh, on cool. that WordPress. So um, once that gets set up, I'll, I'll show you a little bit more from it, but it's been pretty fun. Just really the, the creative side working with all of it. Yeah, so. that might be a fun episode if we take a tour through some of our in the work projects and show off our process. I think that'd be fun. That'd be a good Take idea. Take us through your uh, 
take us through your WordPress. I could do, uh, I, I could do like how I set up for a Twitch stream, which is not very exciting. Or I could do like how I prep for D and D notes for for dungeon stories. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, that'd be kind of cool. So we'll have to we'll have to put a pin in that one. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I just got back from a a trip. We went to Glen's Ferry, uh, Three Islands State Park, I think is what it's called. Yeah, um, I think so. We had a big family like picnic for Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day on which we were recording this. Happy Mother's Day to moms. Um, we no one would exist without moms. So certified good from good we need them (laughs) we do need moms to exist um but yeah for mother's day we went to three island state park um my mom's side of the family loves to get together obviously haven't been able to for a while but now that fully vaxxed up um got my shots in me um we're good to go so that was pretty exciting to to go and see everyone it was pretty exhausting because i've got five little cousins the oldest of which is in third grade fourth grade i remember when they're little yeah so they're they're still just a bunch of kids and they like to run around and do stuff and logan and i obviously there is a large age gap between us and our cousins so they wear us out pretty quick but it was good to see everyone again so we literally got back like 10 minutes before jumping into recording so (laughs) busy day huh yeah busy day but I'm very excited because over the last week, Michael and I have have curated a list of, of topics for us to discuss. And for this week's episode of Goodland, um, we, we decided that we wanted to help people, people who have some questions about uh, situations that they have found themselves in, wondering uh, about moral dilemmas that they have encountered. Um, we have scoured Reddit. Uh, Reddit has a, a community called Am I the Asshole? And uh, basically, within this community, people ask questions about uh, arguments or, or various, uh, various situations they've found themselves in, in, in which case there was a disagreement um, or some kind of uh, tension had arisen. And they tell people how they handled the situation and then people in the comments are supposed to judge whether that person was a jerk or not, basically. And so uh, here in Goodland, obviously we like things that are good. So we like people who are NTA, that stands for not the asshole. So we, we love NTAs here in Goodland. And, and that's what we're going to try and find. We're going to help people find the best version of themselves and, and let them know how they, if they handled the situation, if it was right or if it was wrong. So we, we have each found a number of these Reddit posts and we'll, we'll go ahead and dive in. Um, Michael, do you want to start or do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. I can, I can start off. Let me... Okay, awesome. Yeah. Pull up, pull up your favorite one. Read us. Uh, tell us who it's by. Walk us through the situation and then let's see if we can't. Let's see if we can't crack this code. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fun one. Um, So this person is saying, you know, am I the a-hole for naming my kids after villains? So so this person 
um, has been said, you know, their, their family has been wanting to make it a, a big deal, but it looks like she had two beautiful twin girls and she picked out their names. Their names are Azula from okay. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah. which I think that's a great choice. Great, yeah. great choice there. And then, so it's Azula and then what's the other one's name? And Eclipsa. I don't huh. quite know. It's from Star versus the Forces of Evil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not something I'm too familiar with personally. Um, but these are her two daughters' names that she has named them. And apparently, let's see here. Yeah, why is her family upset? I mean, is it just because they're villains? Yeah, it says, my mother was livid that I named my girls after two villains who name, whose names won't represent my daughters well. And she told her mom that the names don't define who they are. And her mom didn't reply, but then wrote a long Facebook post about how she had doomed her sweet little angels. Always the passive-aggressive and... <laughs> Facebook post. <laughs> Always. This seems like quite quite aggressive more on the aggressive than passive side so she talked about how does she names, quote it she doesn't quote it she says that like in, in quotations her mother used the phrase doomed her sweet little angels okay so definitely a little bit aggressive for that and then she, she also said like you know people name their kids these anything these days um <laughs> and she's like it's not like i named my kids hot dog and cheese like <laughs> not that bad um so that's that seems to be the predicament it seems that the whole family but particularly the mother particularly is really upset grandma um yeah okay well i have i have a lot of feelings about this one um because i myself am named after an alien man who gets hired by a big space god to find planets for the space god to eat. So as someone who is bearing the name of that individual, um, I can say that never once have I found myself uh, considering inscripting into the service of a space god to find worlds for him to destroy. Yeah. So now, do, you feel, not... do you feel weight? Like that you're not living up to your name because of that? The only weight that I feel is the way I have to bear um, of dealing with people asking me where my name is from. Mm. Oh, that's such an interesting name. Yeah, it is. I know, I know. Um, is it a family name? No, not in the slightest. Not, <laughs> not at all. Not, they're not even a hint of, is, it, you couldn't even pretend that it was a family name. Mm -hmm. um, and then having to explain, oh, it's from a Marvel superhero. Oh, which one? Oh, it's a Silver Surfer. Oh, I haven't heard of him. Well, maybe you have if you watched the sequel to that really bad Fantastic Four movie. It, it's pretty forgettable, but... <laughs> <laughs> Go down a long rabbit hole. Yeah, basically. And I have to do that, especially like at work at the bank, because I got this big old name tag on me. And then I have my business cards out in front of me on the station, as well as we have these podiums that list our top three talents that, that sit in front of us. So oh, my cool. name is just like plastered in front of my station. And so at least six times a day, I get a comment about it so other other than that and honestly i think that is the bigger issue here not that it is not that these are villain names because mm -hmm. like like i said i have not felt 
that the Silver Surfer's actions should dictate my own in any way. And I'm sure that these girls will not feel that the actions of Azula or Eclipsa should influence their own actions. I, I also think that it would be very hard to have these characters influence their actions. I don't know much about Eclipsa. I haven't watched Star vs. the Forces of Evil, but I have watched Avatar The Last Airbender a million times. And I know that I have never met someone who can shoot blue flames out of their fingertips. So I don't think that little Azula here has to worry about that mm-hmm. because so many of Azula, the character's actions will be impossible for Azula, the human girl. <laughs> Definitely impossible. I will say there is an edit here. So we have two edits. Um, the first one says that, you know, it's, it's just, um, establishing that like she is the mother you know so they've they've come to decide on the names together and then also that the the name eclipsa actually got changed to aurora so she did change that name but the name that's sleeping beauty isn't it yeah uh, yeah at least i know that is her name i don't know if that's where it comes from originally or that's what she's referencing but i know that is her name so i think given the track record of this woman's baby naming history that, that we're aware of. I think I think Sleeping Beauty is a safe bet. It, she, it seems, would, she seems to like animated pop culture. So I think Sleeping Beauty is a safe bet. It would follow. So yeah, I, I feel like that would be safe to say. So yeah, she doesn't specify, but the, the name Azula is staying. A lot of people have asked, you know, why Azula and why not Katara or any other Avatar protagonist female lead? You know, and, and she said that she just relates to Azula more. So well, yeah, and and I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Azula, Azula has pretty relatable struggles, mm-hmm. being the younger sister who was trying not to be overshadowed by her brother, and then once she finally got what she wanted, I think it went to her head. I think Azula's failings is Azula's failing is not in her the issues that. She, that she like struggled with as a person, but like rather how, how she handled them. I think, I think the stress getting to her is, is what pushed her past the breaking point. I don't think that the issues presented in front of her that this mother would be relating to. I don't think those are the issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had a lot put on her. A lot of it was external. Say, Yeah. 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 Well, I definitely think like you're able to relate you know, having like a super unique name. Like I personally have names like my Michael Gideon, both of those are from the Bible. Like that's specifically what I was like named after. And to me, that doesn't put any extra weight on it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't turn me into to who I am today. I feel like our names don't need to become us. I feel like there's probably a famous quote out there <laughs> about how our names don't need to become us, but I think it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a name might have a legacy, but at the end of the day, it's just a way to get someone's attention and keep your tax paperwork straight so you don't end (laughs) up getting mixed up with someone else. At the end of the day, there's not a ton of importance behind them. It's only the importance that you you give to them. So yeah, maybe this girl... I certainly feel that way. and, And maybe, you know, instead of dooming this this young child maybe the name Azula is going to encourage her to do better. Maybe oh, she's going to be that's like, that's a good way to put it. I, I maybe named Azula, but 
I don't want to be a villain. I'm going to show that this name can be more than than evil. Yeah, I like that. I feel like there there's definitely a lot that she can live up to. She, I don't feel like she needs to be constrained. In this. Yeah. So I, I personally would have no problem naming my kids off of some fantasy. You know, in some scenarios, they get to be like a hero. And I feel like in a lot of, you know, great works, things aren't so black and white with heroes versus villains you know mm-hmm. in some cases obviously so but some have a little bit more complexity you know we may i think they're coming out with the new avatar series and new stories and they have comics all the time like i think we find in some of them that azula turns out all right she does have a redemption arc in the comic yeah. books yes and, and i think that you know if anything obviously grandma has not caught up on that azula is <laughs> able to overcome her um, yeah. her villainous ways and, and sort of realize what the greater good is and and that's important yeah i think it, it's very important so i i would say you know th- this is not on them i feel like this guy th- this girl is perfectly okay in the decisions that she has made yes you, you I, I i would agree with you in that nta not the a-hole yeah, that's what I would say. Surprisingly, this person was labeled the a-hole. Really? Yeah, that is the consensus, or at least that's the, the tag that has at least been applied. No way. Have you found what have you found any yeah. comments labeling her the a-hole? Yeah, I've seen a couple. So a lot of them are well, like what's their well, biggest argument? Yeah, a lot of them are like, well, you know, they're your kids. Like you get to name them what you want. But some people, you know, said that like one person said, like, realistically, it's cruel to name your child after a character in a rather famous TV show. That's all anyone's going to think of when they hear their name. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's a valid point, but like I Honestly, said... Honestly, it's probably better to be named after a well-known character than an unknown one, because then you don't have the added step of explaining what character you're named after to everyone like I do. Mm-hmm. she could say oh i'm named after zula and people would be like oh yeah from avatar and then that like that's that that's the conversation that's it, that's it. no more <laughs> she doesn't have to go and explain everything so if anything it's probably better that way that that is fair the, the person says you know like it, i would say the same if you named your daughter katara or your son Aang or zuko just because all of them are like famous you know and so that's one thing that that has been made so a few people have have mentioned that you know like you shouldn't name your kid something that's like that exotic i guess um this person i guess her middle name was ursula (laughs) named after this is a, a person commenting her name is named her middle name is ursula after that villain she's saying that every single time like someone found out her name she would get teased about it you know and and she said that like you know she came to like hate the little mermaid and got like super embarrassed and wanted to change her name so she says that like it was just a a bad experience for her and i definitely understand that you know i don't want to take away so it seems like that's mainly what people are getting after you know not so much the villain so much as like a a unique name the experience of bearing the name yeah i I can see that Uh, maybe i just got lucky for never getting made fun of about my name um so, so maybe, maybe I got lucky on that front, but like, I don't, I don't think that having a weird name is, is that bad. 
Um, yeah, at least that would not, be, not in my personal experience. That would definitely be how I would feel about the scenario. Like, you know, it, it's bad, but like not horrible. You know, like it could be bad. And honestly, that comes down to like, don't raise your kids to make fun of others. Yeah, seriously. At that point, that's not on you. Like she's, she still is not the a-hole for naming her kid that. It's all the parents who aren't telling their kids not to make fun of the girl for her name. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like those people are the a-holes. Everyone else sucks. (laughs) Yeah, so I I would personally brand this, you know, not the a-hole. Yeah. But just be mindful of that, you know, make sure you understand that your kids could get bullied for their name. Yeah, kids will make fun of anything. Yeah. But Okay, well, so we are in agreement, you and I, that she's not the a-hole, and we mm-hmm. are actually disagreeing with Reddit. So that's that's interesting. But of course, because we are the kings, the, the co-kings of, of Goodland, um, obviously our word reigns supreme. Yeah, well, so, we get to make that decision here. Yeah, so we are officially pardoning her. Not the a-hole and Officially also Reddit. Reddit is wrong. All right. All right. What's next? I've got one for you. Um, this is this is a good one. Uh, Reddit user u slash sodeber is French. Um, <laughs> says I don't remember what I think burr is soap, but don't quote me on that. I, maybe it's butter. Never mind. We're going to move on. <laughs> uh, she asks, uh, am I uh, am I the a-hole for asking my husband to wash his hands after he poops? Ah, good question. She, she goes on to explain, this morning, my husband pooped, as we all do. He came out of the bathroom after uh, just rinsing his hands with water for about two seconds. I asked him if he'd use soap. He said no. I told him that was gross, and he needed to go wash his hands with soap. He said in an irritated voice, he was about to take our dog on a walk and he'd have to pick up poop anyway, so it didn't matter. I asked if he usually used soap and he got aggravated and said yes, which I'm not sure I believe at this point, frankly. Then he was walking around the house, touching doorknobs. So I asked him again, more firmly to go wash his hands before he got poop everywhere. He ignored me. I asked again a third time and said, I'm serious. You need to go wash your hands before you touch everything in the house. I don't want to get norovirus. He finally did very frustrated about it, acting like I was being silly for asking. I confronted him about that, and he said I was being very rude. I told him it was rude of him to put my health at risk like that. He's a doctor, and he said, I am in no way putting your health at risk. I asked him if he could hear himself right now, and he said, I don't think you hear yourself right now. We agreed to put a pin in it and discuss later. Am I the a-hole for asking my husband repeatedly to wash his hands? I feel ridiculous asking, but he clearly thinks I'm being a jerk. I don't think my tone was really aggressive, although it definitely was quite insistent. I'm sure he thinks it's no big deal since he's taking the dog out anyway, but it's a big deal to me. Maybe I'm overreacting, but I'm emetophobic, terrified of vomit, and can't live in a house with someone who does this. Hmm. So what do you think? What are your initial thoughts here? Hmm. I mean, I'd say that like my initial thoughts would be it, it's not too hard to wash your hands in this situation. Like if your partner is adamant and wanting you to wash your hands, I feel like it shouldn't be too hard to kind of cater to that a little bit. Um, 
So at least that, that would be my personal thought process would be, you know, if your partner is asking you to do something and it's really not too hard, you know, I, I would recommend doing it. <laughs> it sounds like this event has caused sort of a rift between the two of them. And I can't say anything to what the relationship is like normally, but, you know, I, I would say probably should just wash your hands. It'll, you know, even if you just use soap for 30 seconds compared to two seconds, you know, you, you don't miss out on too much and probably saves the amount of time that they argued just in it in itself. You know, <laughs> it'll probably save that, that time just fine. You know, they, they don't need to worry about arguing. So at least that's what I would think of personally, would that be, you know, it, being in a relationship, you, you kind of have a responsibility to, to, to do things together, you know? Yeah. Plus, I mean, I'm not going to say anything personally about washing your hands after you poop. Like, man, you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> like just, ignoring just that fact. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine getting done doing the business, you know, I, I can't imagine finishing up and then just walking out. I feel no. like my whole my skin would crawl as soon as I exited that, that room, as soon as I crossed, crossed the threshold and still had matter upon my fingertips, I would just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't live with the thought that that existed on my, on my hands. I would need to wash my hands. (laughs) Like a hundred percent would need to wash my hands. That's just, that's not up for debate. So Alexa, Writing check. Alexa, stop. It's coming up tomorrow. Alexa, quiet. <laughs> From your calendar, Alexa, writing check. Stop it. Courtney is coming Alexa, up Alexa, stop. <laughs> quiet. Thank you. We're still working on her. <laughs> she seems to be having some trouble. <laughs> no, I, I personally, one, always wash your hands. Just please, please do that. You know, yeah, just always wash your hands. Yeah, just <laughs> that's number I, one. This is this one. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be funny because we're talking about like poop and stuff, and you know, it's like, haha, he didn't wash his hands. It's so gross. But it's it's after like reading it and starting to talk about it, it's like, dude, just just do the thing. Like, <laughs> you should just do the thing. It's not not difficult, not too hard, and like. Like you were saying, he. it seems like the time that they wasted, like this seemed like it was kind of in the morning. She updated it and said that he came home from lunch and, and they talked about it and sort of smoothed things over. But like the that's fact good. that they were thinking about it clear until lunchtime, like that's half your day. Yeah. You know like, how many times you could have washed your hands? <laughs> yeah. And, and he, uh, so it looks like they did get things kind of smoothed out. Um, he, he admitted that the request was reasonable and said, of course, I think you should wash your hands. And he, it really was just about the dog thing. Um, and he, uh, he, he just kind of got a little bullheaded about it. Um, he didn't, he didn't like the way that she was, I don't, I don't think he liked being referred to like looked at like an animal. I think that kind of got to him. Yeah. I mean, I I could relate i feel like anyone could relate to it you know sometimes someone will tell you to do something and you know you're right but you just don't feel happy about it you know like every once in a while people relate to something like that but as long as they were able to like patch it up 
and he washes his hands. I feel like that's good. <laughs> that's probably a good conclusion. Yeah, yeah. See, seems like they worked it out. Um, and you would be happy to know that, like, basically the entire comment session agrees. Um, this one Reddit user, uh, Xbesto, says, uh, everyone is an a-hole for reminding me that there are people out there this dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious a lot of people are very upset about the fact that he is a a doctor and not washing his hands they're like you'd think a doctor would be the one pushing like you'd think it would be the other way around true it's a good point yeah i'm glad that you know in my mind everyone washes their hands all the time I don't want to think of any other reality. It's a <laughs> safer world. It's a it is a safer world to live in in your mind if you just mm -hmm. imagine everything is squeaky clean. Yeah, that, that's the world I'm going to live in here. So I use I used to work at a roller rink. Um, oh yeah, and so I would get people handing me back their skates that everyone obviously you know you rented out the skates. You can't exactly. There's not an easy way to clean a roller skate. So basically, you hand it back to us. We take Lysol and just spray the insides with Lysol. Hmm. And that's that. That's how we clean them. I mean, Lysol is a little bit of a disinfectant, but it's not like it's not like a deep clean. And let me tell you. Yeah. So we had these things called after school skates where people uh, basically elementary schools in the area would get to come after school and get the roller ring to themselves for like an hour and a half. And so they would mm. bus over like anywhere from 30 to 80 elementary school kids. They would bus them over and then they would just get free reign over the place. And oh, at gosh. the end of those after school skates, you would get kids handing back dripping wet skates because they would be having so much fun skating that they would not take a break to go to the bathroom oh no and so they would pee and it would run down their legs and pull oh. in the skates <laughs> don't tell me that <laughs> and then they would hand it back to you and we sprayed him with lysol and said okay those we'll put those upside down to dry and then oh luckily most of the time those were only the really tiny kid ones so like I didn't have to worry about putting my feet in pee skates, but uh, I'm not going to drop names of this roller rink. Uh, but I guess, I don't know. I guess if you know who I am, you probably know the name of it. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to drop the name of it. I'm not going to sell them out like that. But just know this, this is probably not too dissimilar from every roller rink ever. This is probably how they all do it. Probably bowling shoes too. I bet that's how bowling shoes work. I bet they just spray them down. I've never worked at a bowling alley, but I yeah, bet it's I not more imagine. than a Lysol spray. But yeah, I saw some pretty pretty gnarly stuff working at that roller rink. Yeah, that sounds like it, man. Are you too skeezed out or do you want to hear another really gross story? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's okay. hear it. There was, there was a, a young girl who was skating. So my position, I was floor guard. So I strapped skates onto myself and I stood up in the booth and I did the music. I was the MC. I, I was in charge of the games. So I read people the rules to limbo and then went out and moved the bar down and stuff. 
And basically I was kind of like the lifeguard. I had a whistle. I skated around, made sure people were following the rules. So there's one time I was skating around and this girl was trying to see how fast she could go. And she put, um, and so she was, on, she was on quad skates and they have the little rubber stops in the front of them as like the brakes. So you're just supposed to like go up on your toes and it's supposed to slow you down. Well, oh, she yeah. was basically like running, not really like skating, pushing side to side, but picking her feet up and down running, hit the rubber stop on the ground and just went face first into the ground. She hit her teeth onto the hardwood floor, oh. the roller rink there, mm-hmm. and they shattered. They broke like glass, her two front oh. teeth, in many pieces. So all of a sudden, she hit the ground. There was just this loud thud and like this sound of like cracking. And then the entire place stopped, was dead silent. And then give her like it, it felt like a minute but it was probably only a couple seconds but like this little bit of delay and then she was just streaming and it went from like her face flat on the ground to all of a sudden this pool of blood just like spreading out from her oh and, man and so she got up and she was missing like her two front teeth and like i think one of the ones next to it and they were just like literally broken into many pieces on the ground and so we had to get her and call her mom over and her mom rushed her. And, and I basically, I got a plastic stamp. I put on gloves and got a Ziploc bag and put the teeth pieces in the bag and gave them to the mom. And I guess this was on a Saturday. So the dentist stop was closed, but they called us like a week later. They said that they called the dentist and he came to do like an emergency meetup with them and was able to like glue the teeth back together to put them in and so the mom was like thank you so much for picking up the pieces of those teeth (laughs) because he was able to like reassemble them well that's good man that is just insane to think about something like that I remember my wife and I we were on our honeymoon and we went through our like Oregon we traveled along the coast through the forest like through lots of different Airbnbs and stuff and it was really fun but at one place I think it was Bend, Oregon. We went, they had a roller rink and it was really cool because it was like actually the fall that we were on our our honeymoon. It was fall time, but they had this neat roller rink that like, it was just like a giant, um, is it a giant building, like full-size roller rink. And it had like the the roof of the building, but like all of the walls were like open. It was Mm. kind of really cool. So it was like nice. Like like a, kind of like an amphitheater thing yeah like, like you an can see the outside yeah it was completely the walls were completely open it was just like beautiful huh. we really enjoyed it so you could see like the beautiful forest around you and stuff it was a great place but I remember there were a bunch of these teenager kids and one kid slipped and fell and hit his front teeth in you know in the ice and his tooth got stuck in the ice oh god <laughs> so like the tooth broke off but then later they're like well the t- tooth is missing it must be somewhere so they like found it and it was like impaled into the ice so they like had a bunch of people surrounding it and they were like working to chip the ice to oh, get his no. tooth out <laughs> from being like buried in this yeah. ice. and he, he didn't bleed or anything surprisingly but he hit it just right to stab it into the ice and they had to later go find it and dig it back wow. up i can't believe he didn't bleed yeah it, it was in, it was impressive he did have like a 
a napkin or a paper towel later holding it up to it but like it definitely wasn't blood I didn't see blood anywhere but Hmm. just the fact that you'd lose your tooth and know that it's just buried in this pile of the first ice age movie when they're like walking through the caves and they're just like frozen in the ice (laughs) yeah just this guy's tooth just chilling (laughs) in the ice that's awesome that's man I've I could I could probably do a whole episode about stories about working on the roller rink that was one of the interesting things about it was that like everyone in there, there's nothing else to do in Pocatello. So, oh crap. I, there's only one roller rink in Pocatello. So <laughs> I was trying to keep it anonymous. I kind of just gave it away. <laughs> I kind of just gave away the one I was talking about. <laughs> so I guess at this point, there's not much use keeping it secret. Yeah. But anyway, there's not, there's not much else to do in Pocatello. So basically every kid in Pocatello is like a super good skater because there's mm. nothing else for them to do there yeah so not after, too much to after do. school on fridays they all just like all the middle school and high school kids meet up at the roller rink it's it's insane they're always popping off on fridays and saturdays because there's nothing else in that town for these kids to occupy their time with yeah that's actually pretty cool it's either like doing whippets in the park or <laughs> learning how to rollerblade <laughs> and so and sometimes for some of those kids it's doing whippets while rollerblading (laughs) (laughs) that's fun man the things that you do for fun when you're a kid all right well that was a fun tangent uh do you want to dive back into reddit you got another one for me yeah sure um so this is so it's am i the a-hole for switching to regular milk to prove my lactose intolerant roommate keeps stealing from me (laughs) Okay. Um, Initial (laughs) thoughts without hearing the story. Yes, but go on and maybe I'll change my tune. (laughs) (laughs) So this person um, said that me and two other guys share an apartment. They live together. They split split all the bills, but they each pay for their own groceries. So every person is in charge of buying their own food and and they all know, don't touch your food if it's not yours. Um, So it said that one of their roommates keeps stealing their food. They get home from work and containers with their leftovers are missing or stuff gets finished too quickly, you know, like a large gallon of milk. They're just noticing that it it is disappearing way too fast for a regular gallon of milk. So they've confronted their roommate about it several times, but all it does is cause arguments and he just denies it. You know, even though at least the person writing this post says that they feel that it is so completely obvious, but they keep denying it. Um, so last week, the milk was empty again, and he got really fed up. So he went to the liquor store and bought some regular dairy milk. <laughs> so he, he re- oh, and he refilled his almond milk gallon mm. with regular milk. So okay. he didn't even like attempt to, or he, he is attempting to hide it to catch this guy dead yeah. in his tracks. So uh, a little bit of sneakery on, on this guy's end. And then he says, yeah, so they get back from work and this roommate is actually now pissed. So he's upset. <laughs> and here he's saying um, that he, he was able to catch him because they switched milk. Um, and, you know, he said that he was stuck, his roommate was stuck in the bathroom for 40 minutes with diarrhea because of drinking the milk. Yeah. Um, and he was using it to make a milkshake. So then the roommate just said, well, 
so you're the one who's been stealing my milk then you you're the one who's been stealing my stuff of course his, his roommate gets super um upset um and you know the so there's three roommates so the one that's been stealing is super pissed the other third party roommate thinks it's kind of funny <laughs> sure <laughs> um, he thinks it's kind of funny um but the one who, who stole the, the milk is trying to convince the other one to kick him out wow evict him over this mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's being really upset um you know and, and the person said that like he's talked to a few people and, and they've given them some opinions but he wants to know is he the a-hole in this situation oh, so man. i know that the reason i picked this was because we've talked before about similar yeah events, yeah you know, i believe it was a yahoo answers food. about a dad stealing the kids <laughs> yeah. food stealing food is not good like you i i feel like you shouldn't steal food period <laughs> that's just kind of my first take but what what do you say to this situation Norin? well yeah i mean especially if that's the agreement that you and your roommates have worked out like if you have agreed that each person is paying for their own food then by stealing that roommate's food you, i mean you're essentially stealing their money as well because you're not pitching in for it. So if that true. is the agreement you've worked out, then by not by not holding true to that agreement, you are inherently in the wrong and you are the jerk for it. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, this, this poster probably felt that they had exhausted their options if they had confronted this individual many times about the stealing and it just kept mm-hmm. happening. Um, obviously, I mean, this was probably a last resort and ultimately... You know, it's it's not the worst thing that could happen. I assume that if they've been roommates for a while, I hope that he knew the severity of the lactose intolerance and knew that it wasn't going to be like anything that could harm him dangerously. Because mm. that that's my biggest thing. Like if if it was something like my roommate is deathly allergic to peanuts and he keeps eating my my Trader Joe's cookie butter. So I swapped yeah, it out so for peanut butter and peanut butter. put it into anaphylactic shock. Um, that, <laughs> That's murder. <laughs> yeah, that would be awful. But if it's just like I made him have to poop bad for, for a while, like I feel like that's not terrible. Yeah, no, definitely a, a different severity. Yeah, so, so like if, if I don't think that his assault on the bowels of his roommate, I don't think that that was all too, all too terrible. I, I myself, I'm not lactose intolerant. I'm kind of like lactose averse. <laughs> so like, I, I'm fine if it's just a little bit, but if I have, if I, if I go a little too crazy, if I get like some, like a, a big plate of nachos instead of a regular size plate of nachos, I'm going to be a little bit unhappy. So I'm not like, I'm not one milkshake wouldn't end me up in the bathroom yeah. for 45 minutes, but, um, I know that like some people have it worse than others, but it sounds like from the people who I know who are lactose intolerant, like it's most of them are like, yeah, I, I eat cheese and ice cream on, on cheat days because they're just so good. And obviously mm-hmm. if you're yeah, doing you, that you to yourself, you shouldn't, but yeah, the, the side effects obviously aren't bad enough to cause you harm. So I don't think what this Reddit poster did was too bad, especially considering if, if what the poster says is true, that he has talked to this roommate numerous times about the theft, um, this is an ongoing issue. I think this was the final straw. So I think he's in the clear. 
Mm -hmm. That's what the general consensus is. And a few people mentioned like, you know, you you know that this isn't a life-threatening allergy. So it's not like you were trying to physically harm. Definitely, you know, being in the bathroom for 40 minutes, that that is an inconvenience for sure. And it it sucks. It's not fun. It does not feel great. It's not, you know, not a good experience to be put into. But you're not Um, at risk. mm -hmm. Yeah, this person said that, you know, this person said that like their sister did something similar. She's a fan of spicy food and always has some spicy salsa to add to everything, you know, and one person, they said that we had a friend who always invited people and used our things and my sister's salsa, but denied it. So one day their sister diluted the salsa with a bunch of garlic and oil and vinegar and they immediately stopped. So I feel like this is probably like one of those things, like if someone is stealing your stuff, you want to do something about it. And really with food, there's really only one thing you can do. Yeah. Short of like setting up a a video camera, you know, or something like that. So I I agree with you. This person is not in the wrong. It feels like most people, you know, I don't see anyone saying, you know, that they are the a-hole in this situation. And one person says that, you know what, I have, I am lactose intolerant and this is freaking hilarious. <laughs> you know, this person understands, yeah. you know what, this is hilarious, you know, unfortunate situation, but hilarious nonetheless. I, this makes me just appreciate the roommates I had when I was renting that house in Pocatello. It, it makes me, i I love my roommates a lot um, regardless, but this makes me appreciate them even more because Basically, this, the, uh, the system that we had set up is that if one of us was going to the store, we would just text the others and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? And then we would tell them what we needed. They would buy it. And then we would just like Venmo them half of the bill. And then if it was in the fridge, because we split it, it's like it's there. Like we're all in this together. It was basically basically okay. just like living with your family. So we didn't necessarily put dibs on it on anything. Yeah, but we were also pretty respectful. Half, but... Yeah. And and we were also pretty respectful about it. We're like I know for a fact that you know that this person requested this snack specifically. So I, I know that I didn't pick it out for myself. So if they I'm not going to I'm not going to eat it all because I didn't ask mm-hmm. for it. It's not mine. We're also just not jerks and respected each other's like selections that they made so we got we got pretty lucky that we were all considered about that and and really helped each other out on that so yeah I feel like that's a very intelligent way to do that you know they, they cover some of the costs but still open game that's something like I, I served a mission for a long period of time and you're always with a companion in one apartment mm-hmm. and part of paying for a mission like we didn't need to worry about utilities or anything like that but we had a certain amount of money that we could spend on groceries each each month and it you know each companion you'd have to set up the how it's going to work you know are we going to share everything are we going to share costs are we going to each have our own things I think we came to the conclusion that like basic things like eggs and milk typically we would just kind of have like communal but then like other the rest of the things were were personal the more specific yeah and then other other things were a bit more open so i i definitely like appreciate how you know you want to have those things planned out (laughs) you know you don't want anyone else 
feeling unfortunate or anything like that. Yeah, we we had pretty much pretty much everything was understood to be communal. Um, there were a couple things that you know we didn't dive into of each other's, um, mm-hmm. like there were like frozen like like fish sticks and like sh- uh, fried shrimp that was like frozen that you could heat up. And obviously, I was not touching those because I don't like seafood. So that was something that I steered away from. But we always had like three bags of hot Cheetos because mm. we. Uh, the hot Cheetos would go by very quickly. And so everyone needed their own bag of hot yeah. Cheetos. So we had like three or four in the pantry at all times because everyone had their own bag of hot Cheetos because they were just a hot commodity. <laughs> if we tried to share them, then it would not be even at all. You'd be eating them and try to be modest about it. And you look down and all of a sudden there's like a quarter yeah. of the bag left. And you're like, I did not mean to leave you the last like three Cheetos. <laughs> I like that. So everyone had personal Cheetos but everything else was pretty much shared. Okay. But it definitely no, was was individualized bags of hot Cheetos. <laughs> Dang. All right, you ready to ready to crack yeah, open another let's one? Let's hear another. Okay. This one's interesting and I we've been we've talked a lot about bodily fluids on this episode. Um so <laughs> I have. I hope I hope we're not like making anyone's skin crawl too much. Um I'll definitely I'll definitely put a warning in the description of this one. There is a lot of bodily fluids talks because I know people don't do, there are some people who don't handle that very well. That so is true. I don't want to take anyone off guard by that. Um, I will be sure to, to put a trigger warning in. Um, uh, but I have another one also about bodily fluids. So while, while I will provide a trigger warning, uh, I am going to talk about it some more. Um, All right, let's hear it. And I'm interested to hear this Michael, because I probably have a controversial opinion on this one. So I'm interested to hear how you judge this one. Yeah. So, uh, this Reddit user says, am I the a-hole for cooking in a vomit pot? Let me tell you, this is a doozy. This past weekend, I hosted a vaccine party for my group of friends who are totally vaccinated. We hadn't seen each other for quite a while. So we were all looking forward to it. I promised to make them my famous chunky chicken stew, which is always a hit. And Saturday was no exception. Everyone loved it. A few got bowls to go. And then, for whatever otherworldly perverse reason, I decided to tell them that it had been cooked in my family's vomit pot. Some quick backstory here. Everyone uses something to throw up in, right? Some exclusively use the toilet. Some use a small trash bin, etc. Well, for some reason, we use this cooking pot. I use it. My wife uses it. My son uses it. My daughter uses it. I thought it would be funny to tell them and certainly did not foresee the reaction it gained. First, there was slightly concerned puzzlement. What did I mean by vomit pot? Well, I explained to them what it was and what I meant. The growing concern from them, the the growing concern, the the concern grew is what this person is trying to say, but they have written this sentence strangely. Um, I mentioned that my son used it for a night of throwing up not two weeks ago. I saw I was serious there was growing revulsion and anger. My friends started yelling at me, asking how I could do such a thing, that it was disgusting. I told them that it was always washed thoroughly. My best friend's wife left hurriedly for the bathroom, and I suspect she forcibly ejected my chunky chicken stew. I told them, oh. if it was so gross, then why did they slurp my stew down so quickly? Well, apparently that was the last straw. Everyone gathered up and left, and now I fear there is an unfixable rift in our relationship. 
I realize now that some truths are too much for some to handle and I should have kept the secret of the vomit pot to my grave. Mind you, this pot is absolutely clean and sterile. It is washed thoroughly after every vomit use. Was I the a-hole by cooking in the pot and or by telling them? Mm. Well, did they give any reason why they use that pot? Is it just like the biggest pot and the only option for that sort of that would be my assumption of cooking? There isn't there there wasn't specifically a reason, but they said that it's just a pot that they cook in and then it doubles as when someone is sick, that doubles as the sick catch. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> so let's initial thoughts, a hole or not. I would say yes, not for using the pot, but for telling them about the pot. Like, that's going to do nothing but stir up the pot. Yeah, you know? <laughs> as, it's, yes, it's, as it were. <laughs> that's that's going to do nothing but that. So I'd say for telling people, yes. Me personally, like, if someone told me that, I would likely, if they're like a friend and I am familiar with their habits and how they live their lives, I probably wouldn't be too concerned. I'd probably be like, okay, that's that's gross, dude. But like, I'm assuming you cleaned it. Like, right. You know, so personally, I'd probably be okay with something like that. But shouldn't have told people that, you know, that's just not going to do any good. So I would say yes, they are the a-hole in this situation. Yeah. And I think I would agree with you. I would say that they're the a-hole for telling the friends about it and stirring up the drama. Um, mm -hmm. But but I would agree that I don't think cooking in it is a big offense. And that might surprise some people because I am a little bit of a germaphobe. Obviously I'm not, that's probably not the right word for it. I just am averse to things that are dirty. Um, yeah. But Michael, did your family have a, a designated vomit receptacle? No, I mean, it was just the toilet. Like that's just the, the standard. I. I guess like going to bed, maybe like you'd have a mixing bowl. Like if someone was sick, sick, you know, maybe we'd be safe and put like a mixing bowl, I think. But yeah, not really, not like a designated receptacle. What about you? Well, this is the reason that I am not super grossed out about this because so this, my family has what we call a barf bucket. Um, and it is a big white mixing bowl, essentially. Um, it's like a plastic bowl and it's one of those ones that you would like serve chips in at a party. Um, yeah. And I think people, people, families who don't have a designated barf bucket, I think they have a little bit of trouble understanding it. The idea is not that you only vomit in the barf bucket. The idea is that it is, if you, when you feel yourself needing to throw up if you cannot make it from where you are seated to the toilet, mm -hmm. you have something as an intermediary. Yeah. And it, that is its intended purpose. It is not up. intended to replace the toilet. It is intended to save you if you can't make it there. Um, that but is a good point to make. We, so we have a barf bucket. It is a big white bowl. And uh, just strapped high michael this is the bowl that we serve halloween candy in 
every year. (laughs) (laughs) At least the candy is packaged. Yes. But this is the, this is the bowl that we put our Halloween candy in every year. And we have four years Okay. Um, for, for many countless years, more than I can remember. This is the bowl that we have served Halloween candy out of. Um, I, I don't know why I just know that we do it, but I know that it gets cleaned very well after. Um, and I mean, it's, I've seen some dishes look way worse after cooking in them than this has, has looked after getting cleaned. So yeah, um, that, that's one thing is like, if someone has a, a designated receptacle for that, they're probably the kind of people who would make sure it gets cleaned. You know, it's not one of those things that like someone would have and just like rinse out once and like put it back in the cupboard. Yeah, like exactly. a person who has a dedicated receptacle for that probably puts some care to to wash that thoroughly at least once, if not twice. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 I think like like if you've if you've cleaned it thoroughly. I don't think it's a big deal to use it for other purposes mm-hmm. because there are a lot of things that we do in things that get them pretty gross, but after cleaning them, they're fine. Like people who work out and they get their clothes all dirty and sweaty and stinky. Like, I don't know if you remember cross-country practice i was just and, gonna say your dad picking us up from cross-country cat practice yes. yeah, why don't you take over michael you can tell this story <laughs> i i just remember like us getting in the car and he's like man it smells like swass in here <laughs> yes swass <laughs> and uh <laughs> and it was like his little small car so we're all like in this like tighter area yeah tighter packed space. like three of us in the back seat yeah just, like <laughs> utterly reeking and uh and that, like, if you are going to coat your tiny running shorts in, in swass, then, and then put them on again later, that, then, you know, that's, you know, I, I guess there's a difference between butt sweat and, and vomit, but it's the same principle about reusing something that was dirty. Once you clean it, it is no longer drenched in swass. Once mm-hmm. you clean it, it is no longer, it, it no longer has vomit inside of it. So that, that should erase it. And, and if you, if you reuse, if, if you put on exercise clothes again, after washing them, then you should be okay with putting chunky chicken stew in a vomit pot. <laughs> it's the same concept. Yeah, I think we can agree to this. Definitely like not the time and place to tell people that that definitely is on him, but especially like like your first time seeing these people in, it seemed like it was quite a long time. If this is the first time that they've met up since the start of the pandemic, um, this was posted. Yeah. That's four days ago. So that was, it'd been like over a year since these people had seen each other. And I doubt that the thing that these people want, like your close group of friends, I bet the last thing that they wanted to hear about on their first time seeing each other in over a year was the idea that they were eating out of vomit pot. Yeah. I think they would have been very content thinking about anything else. I know, like, even just this time, like, alone, even just finding out that, like, you know, if I was over at a friend's house for dinner, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, my son was sick last week, like, even that alone would be, like, a little bit unnerving in, in this time and age, you know? Yeah, yeah, to, to, to be that close to, 
to the remnants of sick after time that we have been focused on nothing but being sick that's mm-hmm. definitely yeah that's definitely frightening so i think he's definitely the a-hole for for bringing it up yeah, i think we I... can we can excuse the use of the pot but there is no need to be a dick to your friends like that yeah i agree okay well i'm glad that i'm glad that we came to that consensus i was i was worried that i was going to tell you about the uh the barf bucket <laughs> candy bucket and that was going to cause a rift between us no uh, no rifts here i should know i should know that we've been through too much we have we certainly have okay uh got another one we probably yeah, sure. probably um, can get one more in yeah that sounds good let's let's pull this up um this person out on a high note yeah this this is an older one um but a, a classic it's you know am i the a-hole for suggesting my seven-year-old name his new stuffed tiger tig biddies <laughs> so norin is there no more context that's it there's there's no other nothing else oh man well (laughs) my uh i'm gonna say yes um because while while it's probably funny to hear a kid say that um it's and and i it's obviously like the letters are switched so it's not saying what it's like referring to but like come on man that's a little bit derogatory and you know we don't need to we don't need to take this like uh this objectification and a and apply it to a child's toy yeah just just let him just let him be innocent (laughs) i agree like it's it's a I will say it's a creative name. You know, you've got a tiger and I don't know why this father, that's his first thought. (laughs) Again, there's no really like context here and parts of it have been deleted. So this is kind of like stumbling upon like an old ruin trying to figure out what went down originally. (laughs) But, you know, it's a little bit childish. I think that's one of the, the top comments is like, you know, inappropriate, yes. Still funny, a little bit. You know, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I, I agree that, you know, that's definitely not something you should set your child up for, you know? Yeah, like, like I don't know. I feel like if I, if I had a kid, the last thing that I would want that kid to do would be, I don't know, it just feels like, it feels like something that you shouldn't, do like like you don't it just feels insensitive you know Mm -hmm. like like it 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 feels like like it's it feels like it's funny because of like because you're you're joking about like someone else's body and that's and that just is not that's not cool yeah definitely not able to do that and one thing like it it is uh, a child you know, kids are like super impressionable, you know, if you're a child and your parent recommends that you do something like name your tiger this, you know, it's definitely going to make an impact. That doesn't mean that kids have no, um, you know, ability to do things on their own, 
but like it, it definitely is going to have an impact. And I think like as an adult, as a parent, it's definitely your responsibility to, to not lead them down some sort of path like this. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's like you get them saying that. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're talking, they're saying it and they're talking about their toy, but they're talking about their toy to a person that has breasts. And, and, and once they say that, then that's, then like, it's over, it's game over yeah, for, it's for that just... kid. Like once you say that, that in the context of someone with breasts, then, then you've just, then they're going to be like, how, where did you learn to say that? Because not only is that like not polite, it's like, it's like not a way that a kid should refer to those either. I don't think so, it's a way anybody should. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. It's, I think that's it's, what a it's, lot of people... It's like the same concept of like, well, you shouldn't teach your kids to swear, but like, it's it's swearing is funnier when a kid does it but like you shouldn't teach them to do it because they can't handle that power yet Mm -hmm. i feel like it's that same concept so i i would say yes that uh poster is the a-hole yeah i I agree and i think that's the general consensus you know it, it is a lot of people you know are saying like okay even if there is any portion of a humorous element in here no (laughs) should be shut down immediately yeah even if even if even if we could find it funny it's not worth it Mm -hmm. yeah precisely i think that that sums that up pretty good all right well what do you think i think if we do one more we'll go a little long yeah probably would you want to go long or should we call it there um hmm Let's see, do you think we'll do this segment again? I think we could. I think we could. What if we we leave off on one? We'll ask the question, see what people think, and then we'll discuss it further. Yeah, okay. So yeah, let's see if you got a good one to end us on. I do have a good one. Will I be the a-hole if I got rid of my ex-roommate's cats? So this one has some context to it. That is pretty important to this decision. Okay. So our poster has an ex-roommate who moved out in February and has... So there are three individuals. There is the poster, the ex-roommate, and then the other roommate. Okay. So... The poster's ex-roommate moved out in February. This was posted four days ago. And the ex-roommate has been paying the other roommate $100 a month to keep the cats. But that roommate has now also moved out and is paying the poster some of that money to care for them, $75 a month to care for the cats. The poster is now does not have either of these roommates but still has the cats. The money is going from the first roommate to the third and then to the one actually caring for the cats. Yeah. The poster says, I don't have a cat and I don't want one. These roommates have ruined cats for me. They used to have a total of 10 cats combined and didn't do oh the best gosh. with their upkeep. I love, I love petting. Cat, and pl- but no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, poster says, I love petting and playing with cats, but changing their litter box is disgusting. It makes me want to puke. Yes, I'm being a baby, but cat piss is just, and then it's the little sick emoji. Uh, They said, last month, I told the roommate who's paying me 
to keep the cats that our ex-roommate needs to get his cats by May 16th. So he told the one that pays him that the roommate who owns the cats needs to come get them by the 16th mm-hmm. of May. Uh, they have only a few more days left at this point. It is the 9th of May. So Oh yeah, this is a live. Yeah, this is this is live fire. Um, he's, so the poster says, I will get rid of the cats the next day. I did not agree to keep these cats in the first place. And the person who did kind of left them on me without saying anything. He also abandoned his dog here with me. Luckily, I was able to find him a forever home. Um, I might be the jerk here because our previous roommate loves these cats so much and is paying for them to be kept, but it's been three months since he moved out. And by the 16th, it'll be a month and a, that I've, a month and a half that I've been stuck caring for them. I would talk to my previous roommate myself, but we have blocked each other on everything. So this seems to be where things get sketchy because a lot of people are saying, why don't you just tell the owner of the cats to come get the cats? And apparently there was some drama that we are not privy to that has made that Mm. not possible. They are blocked on all of the social medias and they, they are not able to get in contact. The, like the, their phone numbers are blocked. Um, they did not end on good terms at all. And that person does not want to, to contact each other. Interesting. Um, and he also clarifies, uh, the, the poster also clarifies that by getting rid of the cats, uh, they just mean find a new home for them. They're not going to like throw them out. They're going to find them a forever home like they did for the dog. Yeah. Okay. But we'll leave it on that. So this person cannot or will not contact the owner of these cats and doesn't want them anymore. So they're trying to get a third party involved to get rid of the cats for them, or at least tell the, tell the owner of the cats to come collect them. Mm -hmm. So, man, this is a good one. This will be yeah. next time we go through this, there might be some We'll think on it and we'll come back next week and talk about it. Cool. Um, yeah, this one's a thinker. I'll send you the link so you can read over it too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but with that, everyone, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It means a lot to us. Um, again, happy Mother's Day to moms. Um, yeah, I mean, it won't be anymore by the time this is posted, but I mean, it's a thought that counts. We're a little bit late, but I mean, it's whatever. Um, if you are tuning in on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Um, and then again, if you have any ideas for another topic you'd like us to talk about, something else you'd like us to see, any any Yahoo answers or WikiHow or Reddit posts that you want us to read, uh, we'd be happy to revisit if with some user submissions. So check those out uh, too, and leave them below in the comments. Um, you can also send those to us on our socials. We are at Goodland Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or Goodland Podcast on Facebook. Um, so definitely be sure to check those out and, and hit us up there. Um, if you are on iTunes, a five-star rating helps us climb those charts and get seen. Uh, that's always helpful. Um, and then of course, just word of mouth advertising. If you like what we do here, be sure to tell people about it. And if you like what we do here, check out our other show, Dungeon Stories, also available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. We play Dungeons and Dragons on Dungeon Stories and it's very cool. Oh yeah, if, a lot if of fun. You, if you like uh, video games, I'm streaming on Twitch now at Everweld underscore. So check that out, twitch.tv slash Everweld underscore. Um, definitely tune into those. Um, and with that, everyone, this has been an- another wonderful journey into the Valley of Goodland. We are so excited to be back and we love sharing it with you. And we love to, to build this world with you. 
and, and everything that's good in it. Um, so thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, this has been Goodland, and I am glad you're alive. Thank you.